So this is uh, very late, but I wanted to record a wrap-up for my visit to ReaperCon this year. First and foremost, ReaperCon's a miniature painting convention, but it's by far my favorite uh, miniature painting convention. Uh, it's held in Denton, Texas, in the DFW area, Labor Day weekend every year. Uh, about 1,300 people attended this year. Uh, the entire main hall of the conference is set up like a one giant single room with tables everywhere, and people will just travel with uh, their painting kits and set up desk lamps and uh, entire tables full of uh, painting setups for the whole weekend. And they'll sit around in the hall and paint with each other uh, in between the classes and events. And, and it's just a very friendly environment um, with people from all walks of life who are very open to new int- uh, attendees and in- invite you right into their old established traditions and customs. Uh, make you feel like an insider your very first year there if you choose to participate um so it's one of those conventions that really benefits for you to be go outgoing and and talk to people and there's several activities they do to encourage that including some uh, scavenger hunts um, bingo for you know uh, finding particular conference regulars and and um uh you know your typical conference ribbon hunts but that's not for everyone but it really does uh, help provide, I think, some people with uh, a good means to uh, really get into the conference as though they've been going there for 10 plus years if, if they so choose. Um, you know, even the hotel staff really get into it, which is something I haven't seen at other conferences. Not not like the hotel staff does for this. And I mean, they really, like, really get into it. And it's it's real fun to see the staff are having a good time that weekend as well. You know, when the bartenders know what's going on, they know you, they look forward to you coming every year. You know, they've got a, a line of ribbons on their badge that they're having to uh, wrap around their shoulders and everything to, to stay off the floor. And you can tell that they're, they're having just a blast all weekend as well. Um, evenings are, of course, very social. Lots of late night activities, revel, revelry, drinking, um, if you're into that. Um, and uh, gaming on into the evenings. So um, there are painting and modeling and sculpting classes, both uh, 3D sculpting, uh, digital sculpting, and, and your traditional green stuff, milliput type thing. Um, from levels from beginner to advanced, these are taught by the Reaper staff artists and uh, guest artists that come in. Um, those same artists also serve to be the judges for the um, uh, Reaper Open painting competition which uh, occurs that weekend uh the painting contest has uh, multiple categories they use an open system format for judging with uh based international judging criteria based on system used by the uh, military miniature society of illinois for their chicago shows so it's 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 really well done uh there are four levels of awards given every model gets graded and given an award from gold silver bronze or certificate of merit Um, and then there's individual awards for uh, um, best of show and best in each category from uh, gold, silver, and bronze. And, and then in addition, there are some vendor awards given on top of that for very speci- for certain uh, miniature vendors that also attend the show and hand out awards uh, for submissions. Uh, everyone is encouraged to enter something, even if it's their first time painting a miniature, uh, just to get the feedback from the judges. The uh, awards show doesn't have the tension uh, I've seen in a lot of other conventions. It's, uh, of course, held uh, Saturday evening, and um, 
it's more of a celebratory environment. Uh, almost everybody leaves feeling good. It feels it's like it's a completely different world from something like Golden Demon. Uh, Post award, the judges are all very accessible, and you can get feedback on how you were judged. Uh, you know why you you got the um, award or level or lack of the award. Uh, level that you weren't expecting or were expecting and and, and we're, you know and even if even if you're completely happy with your miniature they're going to have feedback for you um and very pointed feedback on what they were looking for or what they could see an improvement um in fact you can even go to those artists that are judging and talk to them and have them critique your model before you submit it for the contest uh, they can give you feedback on what they would approve or what they would want to see improved or or uh, what you could do a little differently prior to your submission even so you can those last hours before your submission deadline spend time touching up the model and improving it uh, prior to judging artists are very accessible all weekend you can walk up and talk to them between classes and throughout the weekend um, you know if you take a class and you want to practice a technique throughout the weekend you can continue to go back to them and, you know, that's that same artist that taught you the class and ask for, you know, more feedback. I've had artists just say, here, have another miniature, try this, you know, and, and or sat down with me for long periods of time between classes and just, you know, point out, you know, what I'm doing well and, and what they would do differently. And like I said, if, if, you know, give me paints here, take these three paints, just bring them back in a little bit and use those to try and do this. So it's, it's just a really good environment, really supportive. Um, there are, uh, events, uh, up until the evenings, uh, including, uh, you know, games and, uh, and, and, um, kind of impromptu contests based on, modeling and painting simon says type painting challenges huge kit bashing uh events where there are tables just full of minis to hack apart or paint and take tables tons of them stocked all weekend with free minis and paint and brushes set out basing material for everyone to use for free um uh there's a typical vendor hall for a con of this size a variety of vendors slanted towards miniatures of course with you know, wargaming companies, both modern and historical, um, but also, you know, RPG gaming vendors, including local OSR guys and vintage sales. They have um, a large Reaper store set up on site for cash and another where you can spend what they call Reaper bucks, which is sort of currency you earn by attending classes and games and participating in events throughout the weekend. Uh, there is uh, also gaming all weekend. Um, tables set up everywhere and just like a normal gaming convention you book in advance that or can do walk-ups in a lot of cases um, there's a variety of games played from 5e pathfinder starfinder dcc to uh, more obscure war games and old school rpgs like gurps and bx ad and d first edition um, there really is a variety of stuff going on uh, i myself played in several games this this year um Played a BX game. It was really good. A uh, uh, really great Weird Frontiers game. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then I played uh, in this crazy late night drunken game that was multiple nights long. A uh, game of Beck Me that I didn't know at the time 
but it's actually the DM's uh, Dungeon 23 Mega Dungeon, which was really cool. So I'll include a link to his blog post about it in the notes. Um, overall, I, I really love this con. If, if you can't attend many cons a year and you're really more about pure RPG gaming, something like, you know, North Texas RPG Con is probably better for you. But if you can attend several, I would highly recommend it. But I'll be honest, you probably won't enjoy it as much as, as I do unless you are a miniatures person. Uh, then again, there are several folks who come every year and don't take a class or, or paint a single miniature. They come solely for the gaming and the community. Um, the, the Reaper community is sort of its own separate yet fairly large subculture in the gaming world, I think. But uh, they're really, they really are a great group and a great community to be a part of. They're super inviting and friendly to everyone from young gamers to older OSR types like myself. Um, and one other thing, I thought I'd also throw in there that for several years Reaper's been developing their own 5e alternative uh, kind of heartbreaker that they, they when they didn't hop onto the timing of the whole GSL fiasco like several people did, um, and just kept their normal development schedule. If they'd hopped on it a little bit, like Project Valiant and some of those, they, they might have you know, gotten a little bit more sales or attention at the time, but it would have been rushed and, non, and it would have been incomplete. And, it, and they instead just kind of stayed on their schedule and, um, and didn't want to rush the Kickstarter. But that's, that's how they operate, I guess. So um, I've, I've played a few games of it and given some feedback on it. Um, so I have some familiarity with the beta version uh, I don't want to do a full review right now. This episode's already long enough, but my brief summary is it seems to be like a 5e compatible clone similar to, you know, tells the, tells the Valiant. Um, I think I said project Valiant either, earlier, but either way, the Cobalt press game, but, um, is attempted to be more based more on OSR sensibilities. Um, some may of course disagree, but, uh, they worked hard on simplifying some elements of the game, rewritten some spells to be less 5e and a little more AD&D or BX, or in some cases try to take the best of, of, of everything to balance it to be appropriate for the game. And It's still more complex than like a BX, but more unified than a first edition, perhaps closer in relation to Castles and Crusades. Um, you know, like, the, the one thing I can say is that it's been playtested a lot over the last few years, including... Uh, I don't know how many hours of sessions at ReaperCon itself. And I'm thinking of backing as there are some players in my group that have some 5e material, that, some adventures that they want to run. But uh, for some reason, they, they don't want to run Castles and Crusades. And I guess they don't want to convert, do a lot of conversion. And the, the rest of the group has failed to honestly get through even more than one session of 5e every time we try to play it. Um, I was looking at maybe Shadow Dark as an, an alternative, but... Um, you know, now now that I've seen the rules and everything, well, uh, I think Shadow Dark is is uh, very interesting for what it is. It's it's really I think aimed at something different than and isn't really aimed to be compatible with five E material and five E modules without some big conversion. Uh, Tales of the Valiant when and and I may be unfairly saying this about it because I didn't go back and follow up on it, but when it came out for Kickstarter, it looked. The, the material I'd seen on it earlier, it looked really incomplete and it wasn't very polished and, and I wasn't going to back at the time, wait until it had fully come out to kind of see how it ended up. It may still be an option, but I can tell you this, I've, 
uh, I've played uh, played this game and and I enjoyed it um, and could run it. So even if it's still not quite as OSR and its final rendition as I would have liked it, it's um, if we're gonna play some five E modules in my group, uh, this is probably the way today I would want to play them. Um, for now at least, and I think everybody in my group who's largely a AD&D 1E group um, would probably like this system the best. So I'll leave a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. Um, I think at this point, uh, this one's probably run long enough. If you'd like to leave some feedback for me, you can leave a written message on my substack, darkfluid.substack.com. Find me on the Audio Dungeon Discord. My handle is darkfluid. Or you can email me at darkfluid.substack.com. Thanks for listening.